Om Shri Sai Ram, offering most humble pranams at the divine lotus feet of our ever-present Lord. Invoking Bhagwan's benediction for today's session, dear listeners, a very loving Sai Ram to all of you. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahanao Bhunaktu Sahaviryankaravavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastu Mavidvishavahai Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Tatsat श्री साईश्वरापणमस्तु वासुदेवेन्द्रयोगींद्रम नानप्रदंगुरुम मुमुक्षूनाताबोधोधीये वी आर स्टडिंग द लॉस ऑफ कर्मा and we also saw in brief the kinds of karma last week and to quickly run through what we saw last week a quick simhavalokana first let us see the laws of karma the first law says that every action will produce a result which may or may not be seen immediately then the second law says that the result is nothing but the action itself in another form then the third law says that the results are governed by time and cosmic law and then there is this fourth law which says that the doer of the action is also the experiencer of the result always then the fifth law says that the action itself produces two types of effects the first effect is nothing but the result and this result at the physical or the gross level can be hot cold like that and at the level of the mind the result can be like pain and pleasure and at the level of the intellect success and failure but along with this result the action also produces an impression or a tendency which is known as the vasana and all this vasana as we have already seen they are all present in our causal body in the seed form waiting to fructify and then there is this one more law which says that the intention of the action the purpose of the action that will determine the merit of the result also so when we study these laws and when we clearly understand them then what happens is we stop feeling victimized in our present life we stop asking the questions why me why not me why am i suffering and all these questions will not be there we get an answer to these questions when we understand this theory of cause and effect and therefore it helps us to defeat the defeatist attitude in us and we learn to take charge of our own life and this is the advantage of learning or studying these laws of karma and we also saw that when we say the result is governed by time and cosmic laws 
and the one who governs these cosmic laws is the cosmic intelligence and that is nothing but ishvara that is what we saw so the role of god what is the role of god in this entire theory of cause and effect itself if such a question comes then the answer that we saw is that god is the facilitator the enabler and he is the one who governs these laws of karma and he is the dispenser of the results of our own actions he is the karma phala dhata and we also saw the confusion between destiny and free will and as such there is no word called free will and it is only the freedom we have to act in relation to our agami karma while we are going through our prarabdha karma itself we also saw the role of divine grace in relation to these laws of karma when we have earned this divine grace as swami says when my anugraha is there even the navagrahas will not do anything to you and we saw the example of markandeya and in satyasai avatar itself we have heard and we have read about the resurrection of shri walter cowens and bhagwan also gave a fresh lease of life to shri hislop and also colonel bose was revived and these are the examples that we have seen and there are many more like this which we ourselves have seen and read or heard about satyasai avatar and another question that is frequently asked is it is said that nothing can happen without god's will trinamapi nachalati tena vina not even a blade of grass can quiver without the will of the lord and you also say man is the maker of his own destiny and aren't these two statements contradictory to each other that is also a frequently raised question yes it is true that nothing happens without the will of the lord because we must understand that the lord or ishvara is the cosmic intelligence who governs the laws of cosmos itself and in fact every law that is there in the universe is governed by him including the laws of karma and the law of karma we understand that is also an expression of the divine will itself and that is why it is said nothing can happen without his will and we have the final word on this topic by the paripurna avatar shri satyasai avatar and bhagwan says from the point of view of the divine there is no free will for nothing exists other than god but from the point of view of ego of the individual because we always identify ourselves with this limited self of bmi body mind intellect and ego and from this our limited ego point of view swami says there is free will but there is a general law which is called god's law swami says and also there are these laws of individuals and society and the individual acts in the society according to free will 
but all confirm to general law and this is what bhagwan has said so if we see this we can conclude that we cannot abstain from karma we have to work out our prarabdha karma and the prarabdha karmas are exhausted or destroyed only by enjoying or suffering them in this present life time so in the course of our action we have to make choices that is our responsibility so if we understand the laws of karma properly and also the role of god in this law of karma itself then we can pray to the lord fervently before undertaking any action or before making a choice in the course of our action and make the best possible choice especially based on atma dharma as bhagwan always keeps emphasizing see the word dharma itself is dharanat dharmaha dharana means support which means when we take the support of this dharma we will avoid falling from this human level that we are all into a lower level or an animal level that is the importance of practicing atma dharma always or while making every choice in our life so let us all make the right choice and based on atma dharma while acting or while working out our prarabdha karma and once the action itself is over let us think that the choice was also made by the divine will only then what happens is if there is a favorable outcome to that action we will not feel elated we will not feel egoistic and we will not claim ownership over the action and we will not entertain doership suppose it results in an unfavorable outcome then when we know that it is the divine choice then what happens is we will not feel dejected or depressed either and we will take it in the right way in the right way means we know that whatever has happened it has happened for my highest good and even in this outcome there is a blessing for me which i am not able to see as it and the bigger picture will be revealed to me later because this is also the divine choice so that is the best way to deal with these laws of karma and this is what i think and this summarizes the entire laws of karma and also the role of god and also the possible questions that may come like destiny versus free will or divine will versus free will and all these can be answered like this and last week we also saw the definitions of prarabdha sanchita and agami karma and as we understand the entire bundle of karma which we have accumulated over many many lifetimes that is known as sanchita karma and that portion of sanchita karma which has given birth to this particular lifetime and also the circumstances that we have to go through in this present life that is called prarabdha karma and the new karma that we are building in this present lifetime which will yield result in future that is called agami karma so the simple way to explain this is there is an archer who has got a quiver full of arrows 
and this entire arrows the bundle of arrows present in the quiver that is the sanchita karma and there is an arrow which has been already shot by the archer and this is the prarabdha karma and the archer also has an arrow in his hand which is yet to be shot and this is the agami karma so in relation to the prarabdha karma the arrow which has been already shot we have no choice we have to enjoy them or we have to suffer the consequences we have no control over it but the archer has complete control over the arrow in his hand he can choose whether to shoot the arrow at all not to shoot or how to shoot all these options are available to him and that is the freedom that he has in the present life and so today's destiny is nothing but yesterday's free will that we had and how we have made use of that freedom we had yesterday and similarly today's free will or today's freedom how we are going to act that will become tomorrow's destiny so this is in brief about karma itself and the question is is it possible for us to put an end to this cycle of karma at all because as we have seen it is this karma that is causing the transmigratory cycle of birth and death vedanta says yes that is in fact the very purpose of studying and practicing vedanta and the answer that is given here is true karma yoga by performing every binding karma as liberating karma yoga we can put an end to this samsara itself see the concept of karma yoga is something which is unique to the bhagavad gita in the upanishads itself except for a passing mention in the isha vasya upanishad there is no elaborate description of karma yoga so this karma yoga is the method given by the avatar in dwapara yuga for mankind to work out the karma in the best possible way so that he can transcend this karma itself so what is this karma yoga as it is clearly explained in the bhagavad gita the karma yoga is based on two main principles which are absolute selflessness and egolessness so we can say that karma yoga is an action which is performed out of self sacrifice where we sacrifice this little i the ego the body mind complex that we think we are at the divine altar and also in the attitude of dedicated worship of the lord or the action itself is dedicated to a higher ideal or a higher goal for the larger good of the world for the welfare of humanity and this is in fact is karma yoga so the five buddhis that are involved in the practice of karma yoga are the first one is the swadharma buddhi which means every action which is performed on the basis of atma dharma that is called swadharma buddhi which is involved in karma 
yoga or which results in karma yoga so as we have already seen the definition of dharma that dharanat dharma so this is what swadharma buddhi is and the second buddhi that is involved in karma yoga is samarpana buddhi which means the action itself is dedicated to the lord it is done as a worship of the lord or it is dedicated to a cause which is larger than our own little self that is samarpana buddhi then the third buddhi is asanga buddhi which means there is no attachment to the fruit of action we are not asking what is in it for me why should i perform this action at all is there any personal benefit that aspect is not there see the word asanga jita sanga mukta sanga that means non attachment is used as as many as 83 times in the bhagavad gita itself emphasizing the importance of non attachment in the practice of karma yoga and the fourth buddhi is the prasada buddhi when we have done everything as naivedyam to the lord we learn to receive every outcome as his prasadam with no questions asked why did i get this why didn't i get this all those questions won't be there and this is called prasada buddhi prasada in fact the manah prasada in fact means the mind has settled down it is in a state of quietude serenity and tranquility when we accept every outcome as lord's prasadam our mind also attains this state of tranquility and this leads to the next buddhi which is the samatva buddhi which means there is equanimity we are not elated or dejected by the outcome and we learn to recognize the divine hand behind every outcome or every result that we get so we will not exult or grieve over any situation so these are the five buddhis that are involved in karma yoga so what happens normally in a binding karma before we do the action we are full of desire desire for a personal benefit and that is why we are agitated and during the action itself what happens is we are so tensed and stressed because of this personal gain and after the action we start worrying over the fruit of action or oh, what will happen so before the action it is our regrets of the past that dissipates our energy oh if only i had acted this way i wouldn't be in such a position and once the action is over our anxiety over the future anxiety over the future means what if if it doesn't succeed that question bothers us and because of that in the present itself we are in a frenzy mood and we are so agitated and we cannot concentrate on the action the bhagavad gita says these are the three things which have to be avoided when it says nirashi nirmama and vigata jwaraha nirmama without your previous failure or success to dominate your action that is called nirmama then nirashi without any anxiety for future and also vigata jwaraha in the present 
we have to avoid this feverish frenzy and these are the three ways that we dissipate our energy and we are not able to perform karma yoga suppose if it is done with all the buddhis that were just described then what happens is before the action itself one is highly inspired because he has set a very high goal and the ideal itself is very high for the larger good of the world and during the action what happens is he is so motivated and he is inspired and because of this he is able to concentrate 100% on the action itself and once the action is over a karma yogi is detached to the fruit of action therefore he is able to be calmly active and actively calm and this in fact what karma yoga is so a karma yogi derives happiness out of action itself and he will not wait for the fruit of action to bring him happiness and this is the greatness of a karma yogi and when every action is performed in the spirit of karma yoga such a karma yoga puts an end to the cycle of birth and death because it will not produce further agami karma and not only that karma yoga is nothing but performing karma with bhakti to get gnana and the mind is purified and he is able to meditate on the truth and become free and that is how karma yoga leads to liberation therefore we understand that not every act of charity or social service will qualify as karma yoga if a person renovates a temple thinking that his name will be inscribed there that will not become karma yoga and also if someone says we are working throughout the day fulfilling so many responsibilities at the most he may be a workaholic but he is not a karma yogi and also if we leave our duties and responsibilities at home and go to sai samiti and do some seva activity that will not become karma yoga and also not mere efficiency or expertise in action will qualify as karma yoga when we say yoga karma su kaushalam the kaushala doesn't just mean excellence or dexterity in action is karma yoga here the kaushala itself means a karma that normally binds us is performed in a way that it liberates us that is the meaning of kaushala so just doing efficiently or perfectly a karma will not become karma yoga and similarly if we say i have a noble goal but the means may not be so noble to reach that goal that will not become karma yoga the means is as important as the goal itself and it has to be performed on the basis of dharma this is also very important and the five limbs of karma yoga as explained in the bhagavad gita are yoga karma su kaushalam so as i already said excellence in action an excellence which aims at a liberating karma yoga 
the karma which normally binds is performed in a way that liberates us such an excellence will lead to yoga then when we do this what happens is whatever action that we do becomes a fit offering to the lord and so the second limb is tat kurushva madarpanam offer all your actions to me this is the samarpana buddhi which we have already seen so then we realize karmani eva adhikarah te ma phaleshu kadachana i have the option to act that's all but i have no control over the fruit of action because i know that the result is determined by time and cosmic intelligence the cosmic law so i will do my best and leave the rest to god this attitude comes and this takes us to the next one which is samatvam yoga uchyate whatever the outcome i will remain equanimous i will accept it as god's prasadam and when this happens there is this final limb of karma yoga nimitta matram bhava savyasachi we become mere instruments in the hands of the lord and to be a hollow flute in the hands of the lord where he can blow his breath through us is the highest state of blessedness because here there is no karma phala accrued and everything is anugraha phala and when there is no karma phala no consequence to enjoy or suffer we have put an end to this cycle of karma itself and this is the importance of karma yoga with which every action can be done and we can be liberated i will conclude with the shanti mantra om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari om tat sat shri sai shwararpanamastu i am grateful to bhagwan for this opportunity i thank team radio sai and every one of you jai sai ram